live in the moment. Overthinkers find it incredibly hard to live in the present. Usually they're either stuck in the past or they're incredibly obsessed with the future. Whereas the goal is for you to be indulging, be focused, be present on the now. If you dwell over the past too much, and if you obsess over the future too much, you'll end up missing the present too much. Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so, so much for listening. Honestly, I cannot stress this enough. You listening to this podcast means the world to me. Your energy, your time, it just feels like a whole blessing in and of itself that you would choose to sit here and listen to this episode. And I hope that you come out of it with so many takeaways and so many new learnings. And I hope that it helps you in one form, shape or way. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It honestly helps so much. And I know I say this a lot, but it really does. It helps so, so much. So if you haven't already, please do. Now, I consider myself to be a professional overthinker, like legit. (laughs) Um, I literally will overthink everything. And whilst I'm really good at not showcasing that I am one, at my core, I am still an overthinker. And I feel like more often than not, it has a negative connotation to it. But I'd like to say that I think overthinking, for me personally, has been both a blessing and a curse. A blessing because it's the reason I'm so sharp at reading people. It's the reason I'm so quick at reading situations. It's the reason as to why I can understand things from different scenarios and point of views as quickly and as sharply as I do. But it's also a curse because I can sometimes feel overwhelmed. I can sometimes feel overloaded. I can sometimes feel lost in my own thoughts without the ability to find direction. Overthinking can be both good and bad. And for me, it has been more good than bad. But from having multiple conversations recently with multiple people in the last few weeks, I've understood that for most people, it's been more bad than good. Which is why I'm doing an episode on this today, because I want to help people to just learn about the different ways in which they can reduce and stop overthinking to help benefit their lives moving forward even more. Now, I came across this Twitter thread from at Obscure Your Life, which talked about the nine psychology hacks to stop overthinking. And I thought, okay, this is pretty cool and it seems pretty useful. And so I thought I would firstly give a massive shout out to at Obscure Your Life on Twitter for making such an awesome Twitter thread. And then secondly, I'd like to dive a bit deeper into those nine ways. So I want to read out those nine statements and nine ways in which you can stop and reduce overthinking. But I also want to add my own perceptions and views and twists on it. So let's get started. Number one, change the way you talk to yourself. This is huge because it it goes back to the self-talk that you have, to the story that you tell yourself, to the narratives that you create for yourself. This is huge. And being overthinkers that we are, 
we always have a tendency to keep saying negative things to ourselves. If you keep saying to yourself, I am not good enough, and you say it over and over and over and over again, your brain will actually start to believe the same and you won't even realize that, but your brain will actually start looking at it and repeating it and believing in it because your brain listens to what you have to tell it. So if you say something multiple times, your brain starts adopting that as an actual belief. And this ability that your brain has to adopt beliefs, regardless of whether they are true or not, is exactly the same reason as to why you are able to tell yourself a lie. And if you tell it enough times to yourself, your brain starts to believe that lie and he adopts it as a truth. It doesn't see it as a lie, it sees it as the truth. Because in your brain, you've repeated it so many times that now your brain says, okay, well, this started off as a lie, but now I, I believe in it as a truth. So instead of saying, I am not good enough, I am not worthy, start telling yourself, I am good enough and I am worthy. And look, I'm not asking you to stand in front of a mirror and repeat affirmations. I know that affirmations work amazing for a lot of people, but I also know that they don't work amazingly for some people. For example, I am not the type of person to stand in front of a mirror and then say, I am good enough. I am worthy. Like, yes, sure, I can do that, but I don't feel like it has as much impact on me. But I know a lot of people out there who do it and it has massive impacts on them. So if it impacts you in a positive way, do it. But if it doesn't and you're someone who struggles with this, then instead of standing in front of a mirror and saying, I am good enough, I am worthy, ask yourself a question. You don't need to make a statement. Just pose a question. Ask yourself, why am I good enough? And then automatically your brain will start looking for reasons as to why you're good enough. Because now you've posed the question. You are not just saying an empty statement that you struggle to believe in. You are making a legitimate question to which you're looking for answers to. Why am I good enough? Notice how the question isn't, why am I not good enough? No, no, no. The question is, why am I good enough? Try it. Honestly, your brain automatically goes into overdrive and says, okay, let me find answers. Well, I am good enough because I do this. I'm good enough because even after all the struggle, I'm still here. I'm good enough because one, two, three, A, B, C. You get the point. So if that works best for you, ask yourself questions. And if affirmations with statements works best for you, then just state affirmations. Remember that at the end of the day, the point is your brain believes it, what you tell it. So be mindful of what you're telling your brain. Number two, let go of the past. Hmm. Overthinkers always keep thinking, I wish I should have, if only I had, if I could have just, listen, you cannot change the past. You cannot change anything that has already happened. Learn the lessons from your past and apply them going forward to make sure that you don't fall onto the same mistakes again. You've all heard this saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And that speaks volumes to the fact that if you keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, 
then you are not learning from it at all. So make it your goal to learn from the past, make it your goal to learn from your mistakes and make it your goal to learn from your experiences. And focus on what you can control instead of focusing on what you cannot control. You cannot control how your past has gone down. Once it's gone, it's gone. Once it's done, it's done. So instead, focus on controlling the now. And the now is about taking those learnings and applying them moving forward. That's all it is. You have to focus on what matters. When you focus on things outside of your control, you are wasting energy, you are wasting time. And not even that, you're just wasting them on the wrong things. In this case, your past, which has already happened and is no longer within your control or within your reach. So instead, you should be aiming to focus on the now. This leads to number three, live in the moment. Overthinkers find it incredibly hard to live in the present. Usually they're either stuck in the past or they're incredibly obsessed with the future. Whereas the goal is for you to be indulging, be focused, be present on the now. If you dwell over the past too much, and if you obsess over the future too much, you'll end up missing the present too much. Notice the world around you, how you feel now, what can you do in this moment to really live it, to really soak it in, to really embrace it, to really accept it, to really enjoy it? What can you do to increase your level of focus and presence? Because you can be focused, but are you present? And you can also be present, but are you focused? So focus on the now and be present with it. Number four, challenge your thoughts. Overthinkers tend to get lost in thoughts a little more than what is needed. And sometimes it's not even about the past or the future. To be honest, sometimes you're just literally overthinking the present moment and the present times. And if you are to notice yourself that you are overthinking on something, then write it down. Grab a piece of paper, write it down, and then just write reasons as to why you are overthinking this. And as you're writing it down, you will start to see things more clearly and more logically. Because when you write, your brain has to slow down in order for you to catch up. Which means you process things with more clarity and you end up realizing that you were overthinking it too much. Try it, honestly. Number five, focus on what you can control. Now, I mentioned this earlier, but overthinkers are effectively incredible experts and masters at focusing on things outside of their control. They worry about things they cannot change or influence at all. Take a minute to analyze if that is something truly that you have control over. If that is something that you truly have control over or could possibly influence in any way. And if it is not, which is the majority of the cases, then focus exclusively and most definitely on what is within your means, within your influence, within your reach, within your power. You want to enhance the feeling of your control by actually putting in energy into things that you can change or could possibly change. Number six, identify your fears. Overthinkers have 
irrational, completely irrational fears, which means you tend to suffer more in imagination and in anticipation than you do in reality. Have you ever heard the saying, if you overthink it, you're basically putting yourself through it twice? That's pretty much the truth. You suffer so much in anticipation that when it, when it happens, or if it does happen, you suffer again, but in reality. The best way to overcome fear is by taking action. Inaction, listen to what I'm saying, inaction feeds your fear, whereas action starves your fear. You start winning your battles with overthinking the moment you start taking more action than thinking. Let me say that again. You start winning your battles with overthinking the moment you start taking more action than thinking. Number seven, write down solutions. Overthinkers keep thinking only of the problems. It's always, you always stuck and hang up on the problems. You focus your energy and efforts on the problems. You are heavily invested on the problems, but you're only stressing yourself out. Plus, you're only really developing a problem-oriented mindset, whereas what you want is you want to divert your thinking towards the solutions in order for you to develop a solution-oriented mindset. So here's what I want you to do. Write down on a piece of paper all of the problems, every single one of them that is on your mind. And then for each problem, think about the solution or the possible solutions that that problem has and what can you do to solve each of them. You will notice that now you're shifting your brain in a very intentional way towards solutions and not towards problems. Number eight, manage your stress. Overthinking will lead to stress and stress will lead to overthinking. So you're stuck in this cycle of overthinking and stress, stress and overthinking. Because they feed off each other. Because they feed off each other, you get stuck in the cycle and then you enhance that cycle and you make it worse. And now not only are you overthinking, you're also overstressing. And as you know, stress is not really going to be healthy for you. And when you're stressed, you need to relax. You need to unwind. So find ways of relaxing, find ways of unwinding. There are so many ways to do this. You could go for a walk in nature, go do some exercise, switch off from all digital devices for a little bit, take a nice warm shower, read books, meditate, journal, do more of the activities that make you happy. Whatever your hobby is, if it makes you happy, it will naturally help you unwind and you should do more of it. So notice how I'm not, I'm not being prescriptive about what you should do. I'm giving you options and then I'm saying, do more of what makes you happy because this is personal to you. What helps you relax? What helps you unwind? What helps you feel at ease? What helps you feel happy? Do more of that. What helps you feel joy? Do more of that. Number nine, challenge yourself. Overthinkers don't usually allocate time to do each task and they also do things so much slower. The Parkinson's law says that work expands to the time that you allow it. So if you set a time limit to your tasks, you will one, start to understand your pace and two, you'll start to understand how much more efficiently and effectively you need to be working. It's a way to keep you on your toes without giving you any room for overthinking because now you are focused on time management and you are focused 
on energy management. When I think of overthinking, I think of overstressing, I think of overworrying, I think of overprojecting, I think of overloading, I think of overwhelming. But I also think of sharpness, I also think of analyzing things, I also think of noticing things, and I also think of understanding things. Like I said earlier, it can be a blessing, but it can also be a curse. It's got good and it's got bad, but more often than not, it's bad, right? More often than not, it's bad. Because you can still be sharp and you can still be analytical and you can still notice things and you can still understand things without having to overthink it. So these ways that I share today are some of the ways, they're not all of the ways, but they are some of the ways that you can start to apply in your life to reduce and stop overthinking. And I know this is something that is a common problem and it's the reason why I even wanted to speak about it today is because it's so common and so prevalent in today's day and age. So make sure that you really take away something from today and you apply it. Apply it in your life and you'll start to see incredible, incredible changes and results because you listened, you learned and you applied, right? It's, that's what it's all about. Listen, learn, apply. And then reflect, analyze and inspect. Did it work for you? Or do you need to do something else? Do you need to do more? It's also a great exercise for your own growth. So hopefully in today's episode, I have shared some ways in which you can start to use in order to really reduce and stop your overthinking. Again, big shout out to the Twitter thread that I saw from at Life, in which I went on to expand from during this episode. I hope you got a lot of insights from my own views and interpretations of those statements. And I hope that it helps. That's my hope that it helps. I'm a J Shetty certified life coach. I have worked with so many clients. I actually have a client in which the main goal was to help reduce and stop overthinking. And we took this journey together. And in the beginning, it was hard because how do you get control over your mind when your mind is controlling over you? All right? It's a good question. And the answer is, to not expect overnight solutions to overtime problems. Let me say that again. The answer is to not expect overnight solutions to overtime problems. You can only solve an overtime problem with an overtime solution. And when you open your mind and you say, you know what, Eric, I want to go on this journey to really help my mind, my mindset to really help my emotional intelligence, to really help me get to where I want to be, to really help me elevate, I turn around and I say, let's do it. And so this client I have, I've seen so much progress and I'm so, so proud of him. Like he's done incredible. And it means the world that I get to help so many people. I have got clients from all over the world. And yeah, it just makes me happy that I can help add meaning, fulfillment and purpose to someone's life. And I hope I can carry on doing that. So if this resonates with you and you're interested, make sure to go to ericjivrachcoaching.com and book yourself a free discovery call. There's no harm in just booking your free call and figuring things out. Let's figure out how we can work together and really help you get to where you want to be in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You're amazing. You're a legend. I appreciate you so, so much. 
hit the follow and subscribe button. Leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it helps the podcast more than what you know. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next. 